the Olympic rings and I with Olympic rings because that's my goal. And if you can see, I didn't close the Olympic rings because I want to close it when I'm Olympic champion. Excellence is about standing and excellence is a requirement for your dream come true. Welcome to Unfiltered Athletes. I'm your host, Leo. In this podcast, we go behind the scenes with world-class athletes to reveal the untold stories of their journeys. From grueling training sessions to mental strategies to achieve greatness, get ready for a raw, unfiltered look at the world of sports. In this episode, I have the pleasure to talk to a great athlete with an amazing personality, Olympian judoka Shadi El Nahas. Some of you might know Shadi from the TV show L'Ile de l'Amour, but most would know him for his offensive attitude on the tatami. Shadi was born in Egypt and started judo for self-defense after suffering from bullying at school. He climbed the world ranking at a crazy speed, staying world number two for more than two years in the 100 kilogram category. Shadi is not hiding. He knows he has to keep his medal at the top to reach his biggest goal, the gold medal next year at the 2024 Olympics in Paris. That will be only six years after he started at the international level. Uh, it was in Japan, and that's the biggest tournament, except apart, of course, from the Olympics and the World Championships. And uh, I couldn't compete for a while because I didn't have my Canadian passport because I'm originally from Egypt. So it took me a while to get the passport. And I've been ready for three years before being able to actually compete to go and prove that I'm one of the best. So I was pretty confident going in there, and I probably had the best breakout first tournament for a judo athlete i threw the top guys in under a minute every fight and wow. uh, i went in the semifinals. i beat uh one of the best japanese fighters until now uh pretty impressively and that's when that's where i started making my name and i lost in the finals against the olympic champion but i think that tournament solidified me from the beginning that i can be one of the best contenders in the sport in Sweet. my division okay so uh what year and how uh, old were you at that time it was 2018. I think I was 19, 20, or okay. 19 years old, 20 years old. Okay, so before that, you were completely off the radar, and that's what put you on the map. Yeah, I was fighting nationals locally, in turn, uh, just in Canada tournaments, because okay. I was not able to fight. You can't, you cannot fight if you don't have a, a Canadian passport for Canada. Okay, okay. Uh, so yeah, let's go back at the very beginning. You were born in Egypt. Um, you moved to Canada early in your youth. Um, yeah, what brought you here to, to Canada? Uh, well, I lived in Egypt until I was 12, 13-ish, and then we moved because we just thought it would be a better life. It was also right after the revolution, the Egyptian revolution, where uh, just the system and the government went completely nuts. So it was kind of hard to stay there. Uh, and my family just thought it'd be a better life for me and my brother. So we decided to move. We moved to Toronto, uh, lived there for a while from 2012 till 2018 and then i moved to montreal to pursue my olympic okay. dream D did you have any uh tie to canada or did your parents just you know flip the the globe and then put a finger on it like oh that's where we're going oh well, was there any family or, or anyone here we had family in uh, france in okay. paris so that was an option but uh we also my my dad and my brother knew a few uh people uh from uh, toronto okay they do judo as well uh they're the yusufs they're we call each other cousins. Okay. Uh, but yeah, uh, we knew them and they told us it'd be the perfect place for us. And that's why we decided to move there. Okay. How easy was it uh, personally? Uh, you were young, uh, kind of in your teenage in a sense. So you're still looking, you know, 
creating your own own person and you change completely uh the world you live in literally so yeah how how was it how think, easy was it to adapt and I did think, judo help sorry i think for me and my family it was pretty hard uh, it took my dad a while to find a job and for me it's just i loved my life in egypt i had good friends I had i was in a good french school uh and then i didn't speak that, that much english so i had to learn from watching disney yeah uh But yeah, it was it was tough at first, but then people around me were super nice, and uh, I integrated pretty easily, I'd say, into to, to Canada. Okay, what did your uh, parents do? Was uh, it easy for them to kind of reintegrate? And, and my mom uh, was a pharmacist in Egypt, and my dad uh, worked in the it's called the Bibliothèque d'Alexandrie. It's uh, one of the biggest uh, monuments in Egypt. Okay. Uh, but now he's a professor. Also, he's an also professor in university. So he found a job being a professor in Canada. My mom does not work now, and yeah. Okay, so they're still in uh, in Toronto, or in uh, they're area. in Toronto. Yes. Cool. Uh, so yeah, and when did you start judo? I read a few stuff online. Yeah. There, there was a kind of a reasoning behind studying and also studying judo, and also your your brother that uh, kind of got you here. So uh, yeah, when did it start? I guess you were still in in Egypt. Yes, I started in Egypt at four years old uh, because I was kind of chunky and I got bullied a little bit, and I was I got tired of my big brother. Always was coming to save me so uh, just cutting you here sorry S seeing shady right now <laughs> sitting in front of me you're probably the last person <laughs> in the last 24 hours that i met that i would try to bully or anything now you're whatever six foot three six, six foot, foot three, four, four yeah. you're built like a <laughs> like a giant so <laughs> yeah you. i wouldn't bully you today but it, that's yeah it wasn't like that from the beginning no, i was not i had i was in egypt everybody's more uh, darker skin and uh My mom's Austrian, so I looked. I was pretty white, and I had okay. long blonde hair as a kid. So I did not. Yeah, I did not look the way I do okay. now. So I was an easy target, let's say, uh, to bullying. Uh, but my brother was always there for me. But then I saw him do judo, and my brother, since he was young, he always had a eight pack, six pack. He always looked good, and I always wanted to look like that. So I was like, let me let me do judo with him, and that's how it started. All right, cool. Very technical question on the side, yeah. vocabulary side. Uh, why? Sorry, you said. To do judo is not play or practice. What Honestly, is I don't know. It's whatever you like. <laughs> okay. I, some people, I, like if I want to, if I talk to people, sometimes they say I, I fight. I'm a fight. I fight for a living. Sometimes I'd be. I'm an athlete. It depends on. But you do judo. I do judo. Okay, yeah, that's the sport. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I was like, yeah, do you, you don't play. You don't. Yeah. Practice. You practice. You do practice anyway. Yeah, yeah, so you yeah, do every, judo. Okay. It's everything. Good. It's, <laughs> it's everything. Uh, yeah. Personal knowledge. Okay. Cool. Um. So you started, but initially. Well, to uh, defend or self-defense in a yeah. sense. Did you practice or at, like regional, national level there or did you become more serious when you got here in Well, in I did local competitions. I'm from Alexandria. So I just did tournaments in Alexandria and I hated judo. I really hated the sport. I hated falling. I hated everything about it. Uh, and my brother has been obsessed since he was a kid. My brother won nationals in Egypt and everything. So I kind of stopped doing judo for three years. And I uh, went into soccer, football, okay. soccer. Yeah. <laughs> and I loved it. And then I came to Canada and I tried to join a soccer team. I joined the soccer team, but I didn't like it in Canada because it wasn't as popular. So I decided to go back into judo, did one tournament, won nationals, and I fell back in love with it. Okay, so yeah, it wasn't love at first sight with oh, judo. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, and, and was there a specific point in time when you realized that you could make it, you know, probably like I said, the nationals or something, that you had it in you to get to the top level? Uh, what was the event, the moment that it kind of struck you? Honestly, it hit me uh, when uh, my first tournament internationally, it was uh, cadets, so cadets is under 18 years old. Yeah. Uh, I went into Germany and I was the first Canadian to win gold in that tournament ever. 
Uh, so that was pretty cool for me. That was my first international tournament. And then I beat a lot of strong people. People at the time that were on the podium with me are now Olympic champions and um, world medalists. So that was pretty cool now to see that we all made it uh, to the top. Uh, but yeah, I think after that tournament, it kind of put a big confidence uh, for me to, right. to believe in myself. And so you said your brother won the national back in Egypt. Yes. Um, he still practices now. I think you both won a medal not so long ago. Um, did the students, uh, how do you say, beat the master? Or, yeah, <laughs> is, is there kind of some sort of a competition between you guys? Or, or is it, did he always remain healthy? And you're, are you competing in the same also uh, um, category? Uh, no, actually... Um, No, there's never a competition between my brother. We actually were in the same category, in the same weight division for a year. And then we like we, we sometimes would meet in the finals and then he'd let me win once, I'd let him win once. <laughs> But then after that, I decided to move up because I was heavier. Uh, so I moved up from 90 kilos to 100 kilos okay. while I was 93 kilos, which is not a lot. Okay. In judo, yeah. how do you? Yeah, if you can qualify, so people hearing well, judo, we know uh, in France actually where I'm from, it's one of the sport that you you people put you in quite early on, just a few years at least. For some reason, I don't know there was a lot of judo going yeah. on in the south of France where, and I did do judo for I, don't, I think two years when wow. I was whatever seven or eight. Um, where was I going with that? Um, Yeah, so who were you uh, looking up to? So your brother, in a sense, but who are uh, the top people, you know, the Michael Jordan in basketball? Yeah. Who are they in, in judo? Honestly, in judo, I'd say I didn't have that many idols, except, of course, my brother. But I, I get my motivation from other sports, honestly. Okay. Uh, I'm not the type of guy who's going to be obsessed with judo all day. I actually love watching basketball. I love watching every other sport. So I kind of, I'd say Kobe Bryant, uh, Odell Beckham. Muhammad Ali, like from different type of athletes, I take a bit of their mentality and I try to instill it in my mind a little bit. Okay, uh, so yeah, let's. That's what uh, where I was going to before. Um, qualified judo a bit more, so people know what it is. In general, we imagine people fighting, uh, but yeah, just can you explain a bit more and also the different categories uh, that that exist? Uh, I, I I like sometimes when I explain judo, it's a very complicated sport to explain and to watch because there's a lot of rules. But you can also compare it to MMA. So like UFC, uh, the weight divisions are very similar. So let's say I am in right now, I'm light heavyweight. So the the weight John Jones would fight at. Okay. Uh, and then there's heavyweight, which is the open division where there's in France, the superstar Teddy Rene mm -hmm. is at. So uh, so it's similar to MMA in the weight, uh, the weight division style. Okay, and so where did the judo originate from? You, you know, it's yeah, uh, yeah, I'll where say, did uh, it come from? The, yeah, it's uh, it originated uh, a long time ago <laughs> uh, by Jigoro Kano. Uh, he's a Japanese master, and uh, he invented judo in Japan. So originated from Japan. That's why the Japanese are so good at it, and that's the history of it. It's okay. called judo means the gentle way. Okay, because it's very technical. It's not just uh, a brut brutal sport. It's just. It takes a lot of technique to to be able to throw somebody that's trying to kill you back. You know? mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> And so, um, what are the big nations in judo? So, of course, Japan. I think France yeah. is as yeah. well. Um, how does Canada compare? Uh, is it is and is judo growing in in Canada in the past few years? Hundred uh, percent. I think the best two uh, countries in ju judo right now are France and Japan. The the last three World Championship team tournaments they were in the finals, even at the Olympics. Uh, but now Georgia is very big, but also Georgia? now, yeah, Georgia is uh, one of the best. 
but uh, Canada now, back then, let's say 10 years ago, we were not even the top 20 discussion. Now we're in the top five discussion. So at the Olympics, our World Championships, we did are the best we've had done in a long time. And uh, I think we're just improving and improving and hopefully we'll be one of the top uh, countries uh, very soon. Cool. And is Montreal the, the hub for Canada here for training? And yes. All that? So if you want to take it seriously and become an Olympic medalist or be part of the national team, you have to move to Montreal because that's where the top athletes are. Okay. And that's where you get the best training. When I was in Toronto, I had nobody to train with. I actually went to a wrestling club to be able to, to train as much as I can. And then I got the offer to get paid to do judo. And I was like, of course. But okay. the stipulation is you have to move to Montreal. So okay. packed my bags and went. Um, and where are you training here? Uh, in the INS, uh, the, by okay. the Olympic uh, Stadium. The yeah. Olympic Stadium. Okay, cool. Is there a way that I can uh, sneak in at some yeah, yeah, and watch training? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I just I have to tell them. Yeah, I would, I would tell them. I have to tell them like a few days in advance and you can come with me. I'll show you everywhere. Oh, very yeah, cool. Be cool. That would be yeah, 100%, 100%. All the people that come here. I'll show you training at the gym. You, saw, you see on TV, but you never see like elite athletes yeah. practicing unless you just stumble upon the moment where yeah, the Olympics yeah. or <laughs> the, the, the national championships happen. So yeah, yeah. that would be uh, wonderful. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was one of my questions or what I thought before the, the recording is like, when you train for cycling track, you can do on your own. When you work, uh, when you uh, play in a sport team, you you have your teammates and you have competitions and all that. But when you have a sport like this, which is a one-on-one -on -one fight in a yeah. sense, you need someone that's at least at your level to train. So is that also why people are concentrated in one place because you fight or do judos with the, <laughs> the other um, um, best athletes in Canada? Yeah, exactly. That's the whole point because uh, I think something that helped uh, Canada become one of the best in, in judo is because uh, the INS opened not too long ago and then we decided to bring everybody from around Canada into one place to be able to have okay. as many bodies to train with as many uh, experience to gain experience from everybody and to just have a team okay so yeah what now what does it take to be an elite uh, judoka yeah yeah, um, that's yeah what, what what does it take well there's the, the physical part, of course, but also of the course. mental part. You mentioned like it's very technical. It's it's a one-on-one -on -one fight, so you, I think you get in the brain of the uh, the opponent as much as you try to get onto his body. Exactly. So yeah, what makes you an elite athlete, and what makes a, any person a good judoka? Well, of course, I'll start off by uh, saying we train twice a day every day, except okay. on the weekends. Sweet. Yeah. So uh, gym in the morning and technical in the morning, and then uh, sparring. Let's say it's called sparring. It's called randori, but it's, that means sparring at night. Yeah. Uh, so there's that also, um, I think just the mental aspect of it is really draining because we travel like in 2020, I took 49 planes. 2020 or 2019? Uh, 2020 was no, but could the, <laughs> even with COVID? Yeah. No. Yeah. During oh. COVID, we, during COVID we oh. were traveling oh, and yeah. we had to stay in a hotel room. We couldn't leave the hotel room Jeez. until the day of the tournament. We go to the tournament and we'd come back in the room. And quarantine. Uh, yeah. So oh, I, I traveled the world, but big part of it, I was just in a hotel room the whole time. You traveled like yeah. the Marriott Platinum or whatever. Yeah, and what you did. Stay, yeah, it's crazy. I just stayed in a room and... Okay. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the mental aspect of it, because uh, at the end, let's say for my qualification at the Olympics, my body just gave up because uh, we traveled so much and we fought so much. I, uh, two weeks or three weeks before the, the Olympics, I fractured my elbow. Uh, <clears throat> I fractured my hand. So I was pretty beaten up. So... That kind of took a mental, uh, like it drained my mental a little bit, but then you remember what you fight for and then uh, wakes you up a little bit. Yeah, and how do you, I mean, it's it's a physical 
made of contacts all the time. So yeah. how when you uh, fracture your elbow or your elbow or your your hand, yeah, do you just stay month or weeks without just doing anything? Because you can work the technical, but yeah. at the same time, you need to use your upper body uh, in any case. I'd say part of my sport is even when you're injured, you have to train. Even when you're uh, beat up, you have to train. But uh, let's. Uh, but of course, a lot of tape. I use a lot of tape on my body when I train. Uh, but also I'd say uh, a month ago I uh, broke my cartilage and my rib and I've been out since so I haven't been doing any sports I've been just doing rehab for the last two two three weeks so there's that and then hopefully I'll be back uh, in two weeks on the mats so it's, it's what are the next big uh, goals and the next big uh, events coming uh, up? In August, uh, beginning of August, we have something called the Masters, and it's a lot of big points uh, for the Olympic qualifi- qualifications. Uh, so that's very important. So I'm aiming to be back at 100% for that. How does it? Um, yeah, how does it work to qualify for the Olympics? Is it do you accumulate points on different events until you reach a point, or do you have to win whatever competition and, and get there? So there's uh, the qualifications for judo is two years non-stop okay. so there's so every, every, every month there's probably a competition okay and uh, you just have to do most competitions to be able to stay in the top 18 of, of the world so if you're in the top 18 you qualified if okay. you're out of the as top 18 you didn't make the olympics uh what are your rank right now uh beginning of the year i was second in the world and then i got injured a lot so now i'm fourth okay well yeah. okay yeah, so, yeah. so, still, so, so i'm still, still pretty there. in a good and position. when does the our time frame closes or where does it end uh, the qualifications? It ends in May 2024. Okay, and so it goes pretty close to the Olympics. So yeah, your body literally and as a judoka, what are the strength? Is it just everything? Do you have like a leg component? Is Yeah, what does it take to be uh, an elite uh, judoka? Uh, you just, honestly, everything. At, <laughs> at the point, yeah, you, you need everything, of course. You need to do your best to have the mental, the physical and everything. But I think it's mostly mental because I'm at my level now, everybody's very similar in strength and uh, technique and everything. But at the same time, if you're, mental, if you're mentally weak, you're going to lose the fight. So you just have to have a stronger will than your opponent. So if you were to, to quantify uh, one fight, like take a fight, how much of your win or your loss will be due to mental and how much will be due to pure physic? 100% mental. 100%. Well, uh, if, if I, if, if you're, if you're certainly like 40 pounds, you won't beat the other guy. Or no, could no. you? Uh, you could, but at the same <laughs> so time, there's like there's, yeah, yeah, of course, there's physical, but, uh, cause it's a sport with uh, categories. So I fight everybody at my weight. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that plays a part of it. So if I'm fighting a guy the same weight as me, the same height, the same qualities as me, it's whoever's going to have a better mental who's going to win. And how do you train that? Uh, you just, I feel like I was born with it. <laughs> I'm going to okay. say that, but sometimes you either have it or you don't, to be honest. But, uh, I think by losing, the more I lost, the more I wanted to win. And I think that kind of made my mind get stronger and stronger. Okay. And do you have like a mental coach or psychologist or anything? Yeah, or we have a sports psychologist. At the uh, INS? At the INS, yeah. And then they, uh, they call, like we call them for competitions. We have, we, they keep track with us and, uh help us train our minds okay and and very interested in that how do you train because it's um well like i said a mental coach so they know who you are they know what you do but yeah, yeah. how do they 
how do they help you not being you inside? They, they're not in your brain when yeah. you're actually fighting. So how do they help you whatever, ne get to the next step and, and, and get better? Well, of course, they get to know us. So they know what would work for us and what wouldn't. But for me, for example, I had a hard time having a routine. Right. And I thought just me being motivated all the time will help me. But of course, sometimes I'm going to wake up and be like, okay, I don't, I don't want to train. I just want to sleep an extra two hours. Uh, so I kind of, they told me to just have a routine and stick with it for a month nonstop And that'll help me. And I actually believe that helped me a lot. And also, I like writing. I have a journal. I have like, writing, I wrote same. six okay. journals. Yeah, I wrote, I write a lot about my feelings. Uh, and yeah, so that helped me a lot. Just if I have negative thoughts, write it down, forget about it, and then write positive and reread the positive. Okay. And um, very interesting. So, yeah, can you explain a few of the, not necessarily dark, but low moments? They're in a, elite sport you always trying to reach new height and and you're pushed or pulled by adrenaline but there are a few moments when it must be low and you said you don't want to wake up and all that so yeah is there are there a few moments that you remember and and can pinpoint what caused it if it was purely uh a result like oh you lost that whatever competition or personal or just something that you cannot even know what it comes from it's just you want to stay in bed for a day uh i must say The Olympics. Uh, at the Olympics, I had the best one of the best tournaments of my life. Uh, I had the biggest throw of the competition. First fight against uh, one guy in the ranked right under me. And uh, I just beat a lot of good people. And then I was fighting for bronze. The bronze medal was winning the fight. The whole the, In judo, it's a four-minute fight. I was winning three minutes and 52 seconds of the fight. And then there was uh, 20 seconds left. And then he caught me with uh, a move so i got caught for a point and then i couldn't get it back and i lost for the bronze medal and in judo it's either you get bronze or you get nothing so yeah. i got nothing and that kind of stung and stayed with me for months and then i had to work very hard to get back into my my healthy mindset okay okay and and that that routine that you said you tried to put in place to to get better mentally what does it intake is it just getting getting to the training doing the training and then you know shower whatever things or is it also your lifestyle like your sleep like your diet like everything oh it's everything 100 uh i before I, i i slept super late and that's why i would get injured and okay. then i started sleeping earlier i started sleeping better uh i started eating healthier i stopped eating a lot of junk food because i was underweight for my division so i could eat whatever i wanted but i said to myself eat healthier i'll feel better and that worked Uh, but of course, it's just being being coming to training early, uh, doing my rehab before trainings. Now every training I come 40 minutes before to do all my rehab, and that helped my body feel better and stronger. Okay, and did you feel improvements in the past few years? So your your career officially, in a way, started in 2018. So it's yeah. quote unquote only five years ago. So, yeah. but yeah, did you feel a difference? How better do you feel with the years, and how do you feel for you know 20? August 2024? 100%. I felt super good up until 2022. Uh, and I was doing really good. I was beating top athletes. I even went to top two in the world. And uh, I was top two in the world for two years straight. And then this year, I I'm having a little bit of a difficult time because I got a lot of injuries, tore my labrium in my shoulder, tore three ligaments in my ankle, broke my cartilage in my ribs. So it's been it's been 
mentally challenging, but I just know that'll make me stronger in the future and my mindset will just get even stronger. And uh, was when you, you were, you said two years, uh, number two, was the number one always the same? Uh, yeah, the number one always was always the same. So it was, uh, he actually beat me four times in a row. Okay. And then we had a world championships and uh, I beat him uh, pretty good. And then uh, he didn't even qualify for the Olympics because of that loss because he was, Rus he was Russian. And then uh, the other Russian in that division got a medal and the number one ranked in the world. I beat him second round, so he was out of the tournament. Okay, so, and, and looking back now, what made the difference between that one fight when you beat him and the other four before when he, when he beat you? Can you, yeah, yeah, 100%. Can you see what, what happened? Different? Yeah, uh, I get obsessed with uh, beating somebody who beat me. Uh, like, for example, a few years back, somebody beat me and then he retired and I got really mad because I was like, Just let me beat you, then you can retire. So every time I fought that guy, uh, he would uh, beat me. The first time he beat me pretty pretty easily. Yeah. <laughs> uh, second time was harder. Third time, I should have won, but then stuff happens. Sometimes the refs are just not on the side. Fourth time, um, it was very tight. And then the fifth time, I was like, okay, five times is too much. It's time for me to... to kick your butt a little bit okay and, and was it was there a lot of technical in that or or was it 100% mental because you either you knew you could beat him or it was just a better day for you uh, less uh, i always knew i could day. beat him but of course i trained to beat him because i knew we'd meet again because in judo you fight the same person multiple times okay. yeah. so i prepared for him i and every time i fought him it was getting closer and closer and that kind of motivated me because i could see him his motivation go down and mine go up during the fights so that kind of kind of showed me that he's he's mine soon how do you see that or feel that the, the fact that you know his motivation or whatever was going down for him and you were, uh, you were honestly down. you can see by the body language for example um or the way they fight like at the beginning they'll be super aggressive and then it goes longer the fight goes longer you can see them getting tired getting slower not trying to attack more uh and also body language in judo sometimes like if you go put your hand on your knees and you show you're tired that's going to motivate the other athlete for yeah. me i used to do that just because i want to breathe but then you mental that, game yeah. is a part of it right so i stopped doing that and i just showed that i'm not tired even if i'm tired sometimes and that kind of plays a role into showing them okay you're tired i'm still fresh yeah and and that made the difference on and, that make, fifth, and sometimes it makes a difference yeah sometimes it makes a big difference if the other guy's mentally strong won't make a difference and then we'll see who gives up first are you the strongest mentally on the i believe uh, cocky to say but i believe my mentality is in my division is the strongest i believe sweet um so yeah, judo you said a, a fight is four minutes you have i don't have the vocabulary so correct me but you have you say in prise yeah 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 <laughs> where you you can gain points with smaller uh moves yeah. in a sense or you have uh one specific move that when the person actually falls on the floor with his back first or something like that where you just end the fight because it's a yeah. it's a hard win yeah. um are you more of a guy that tries i think there are different personalities where people try to gain on or win on on the four minute just adding points yeah. and others just try to finish uh, as soon as they can like a knockout yeah, in yeah. boxing versus just having points what type of person are you and, and is it close to your actual personality outside of the, the uh, I'm very competitive in everything I do and I like to put a show sometimes So and I'm known on the circuit that I'm a big thrower 
So I like to put Epic on thrower the sh- being trying to finish, yeah, to finish the fight right away. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm, my style is just aggressive and I want to throw the person. Uh, I'm not the type of guy who's going to just run around and like try to gain a point. And, uh, are there a few in the top of the world that are more like, 100%, defensive? 100%. Defensive and actually the people who do that win more. Do they? Yeah, because they just That's are risky. super defensive and they fight, they're just fighting a fight to win. Like they'll attack not to throw, but just to gain points. Uh, and that's frustrating sometimes, but then it must be you. Up. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, Yeah, I had a fight uh, uh, like two months ago, and the guy just weren't, wasn't didn't want to fight. And I was looking at the ref, I was like, "Come on!" And then, yeah. how can they can can you like lose point by just? avoiding contact or yeah. avoiding you can lose points. yeah you okay. can if you're too defensive you lose points okay, so that's why you were kind of looking at the rest yeah asking, like, yeah what's going on here yeah or if somebody's doing attacks not to throw but it looks like they're attacking like i'll fake get I'll, yeah they're faking attacks i'll get a penalty and then if you get three penalties you're disqualified so that yeah. was frustrating and then yeah it's it's very technical the sport like you can there's a lot of ways to win we have chokes we have arm bars uh you can throw for half a point and if they fall flat on their back that's a full point and you win the fight so it's pretty a lot of rules a lot of rules okay. to the sport okay so cool um is are the olympics the top st- the top stuff you can you can do in in uh in judo at for most sport that have an olympic uh that go to the olympic it's the zero lining or the yep. top stuff is it for you and is it like getting to paris getting the gold the top goal Um, well, of course, my, my, my main goal right now is to be Olympic champion in Paris uh, because also in Tokyo, the experience wasn't what I expected because of COVID. So we didn't do much. We didn't do the ceremonies. And uh, I was in Paris in February and they kind of explained what's going to happen. And I think it's going to be one of the greatest Olympics ever. And it's actually France is one of the big nations. Exactly. So there will be people in the crowd that know about the sports. So and judo is very be... popular in Paris yeah. in France right now. So I'm looking forward to that, but also I know there's a life after yeah. after my sport, right? So of course I have other goals outside of the sport, but I also maybe want to try MMA after judo. So we'll see about that. Tell us more. So that was one of my questions later yeah. on, but now that you like, what's after your career? So you said you're you like basketball, but not for yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I can't. To, I can't. Not make it at the, the the pro level, but yeah. So MMA is there? Would it be here in Canada or do you just? Well, uh, you have there? to start amateur, amateur, amateur. So I'll probably start in uh, local uh, competitions or local turn uh, against fights here. We have a few athletes that didn't make it on the team Canada in judo, so they transitioned to MMA and they're doing pretty good. Is that a thing usually just for recently, the next yes. challenge? Or? Before, before, no, but recently, like last two years, we have a few athletes that went to MMA and they're doing pretty good actually. Okay, yeah. okay. So, that's, yeah, that's, so what brings you there? Is it more like not violent, but it's, it's a different judo, like I said, it's the uh wise way gentle way, gentle gentle way. Uh, mma is quite different yeah. uh yeah what 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 attracts you what would attract you there i love to compete i love watching mma uh it's just something that intrigues me and i want to feel i want to see how it is okay. getting punched in the face <laughs> <laughs> so that, and also you're the offensive type probably yeah, in yeah. judo so it's the defensive guy and of course, yeah. i love the fight i love the fight i love seeing how far i can push myself because in, in fighting sports is who has the strongest will i just want to test myself against the best of the world okay did you go back uh, recently to egypt to see the the few bullies <laughs> <laughs> no i haven't been into egypt in like six seven years because okay. of judo our schedule is crazy but 
I'll be back. I'll be there soon. <laughs> I'll be there soon. <laughs> um, so, uh, no, I was, I, the, the road to 2024, you, uh, you said it that what would be success? Let's say if you have, how, first, how many years do you think you still have or you want to have in judo at the highest level? Uh, honestly, I, I thought about that question, but I have no answer really. I just want to do it until I can't. So I'm just playing it year by year and seeing how my body feels. And I want to retire still on top. I don't okay. want to. I don't want to do it just to do it to lose. I want to do it to win. Yeah, and so in in that case, what would be success for you before you retire, at least from judo? Olympic gold medal. I want to be on Straight. the podium for at the Olympics. Yeah, I'll do it till I'm 60. I just want to get that Olympic medal. Okay, the gold one. Yeah. Okay, sweet. Um, I actually have dare to be great tattooed on my arm so that that was one of the other questions that i had because i saw that yeah. you have a few on your chest only on your left arm not only the right arm side, yeah. on your left side because only have... on my, like i have on my left leg my left arm okay yeah. i do have a few here yeah and there but yeah. just on the right side personally yeah. is there first of all is there a reason left versus right and what do they say uh i had i didn't like i didn't have a plan to do it and then it, it happened and now my my explanation is just like good versus bad that's my good i i'm a lefty when i fight so that's like my aggressive side and my clean side let's say yeah but nice. i have yeah i have a lot of meaningful tattoos i have the olympic rings and i with olympic rings because that's my goal and if you can see i didn't close the olympic rings yeah, yeah because yeah. i want to close it when i'm olympic champion And I have Dare to be Great. Dare to be Great is my life motto. Uh, I'm not scared of losing. I'm not scared of defeat. I just want to be the greatest. I want to be go down in the history of one of, as one of the greatest. So I'm a Dare to be Great and see where it takes me. Sweet. Um, you touched upon at, at the beginning on the financial yeah. aspect very quick saying that you moved to Montreal because you could uh, just make it your full-time occupation in a yep. sense and get paid uh, to do judo. Um, yeah, how does that happen? And can you leave off uh, judo right now until you retire in a sense? Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, what well, we get paid uh, by the government, by okay. Sports Canada every two months. And then also when you win a tournament, you get a prize money. Depending on what tournament you fight in, one prize money is going to be big, one's going to be okay. So it depends on what what tournament you decide to fight. Mm -hmm. But also, you cannot make amateur sports your whole income in life. So, of course, uh, studying and I'm, I'm doing school. I want I stopped for the Olympics, but I'm going to go back to school to be athletic therapist. Okay. So that's my goal after judo. Uh, but a lot of people do judo and something on the side, whether it's cool, whether it's uh, sports, uh, whether it's cool, whether it's uh, working, because it's really hard to, to get to the top. And uh, our team Canada, we have to meet a standard to be able to fight internationally. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are just starting to try to make it there. So it's it's a process. Yeah. And it's it's that's what I find fascinating with elite athletes. Uh, so you consider amateur still or amateur sport? Well, in judo, I would like... In no, because no, in judo, like, yeah, I'd say I'm a professional athlete, but if you call it, like, for example, for a boxer, a boxer that went to the Olympics is still considered an amateur. Yeah. And then when he becomes fights like Floyd Mayweather and stuff, that's when you become a professional boxer. Yeah. But to me, if you're at the Olympics, you're a professional athlete. Yeah. It's your yeah. life, right? Yeah. yeah. You, you, you don't, you know, practice twi two hours a day exactly, yeah. when you finish working. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, so you, you study, but you spend probably 90% of your time on judo. And then when you have a bit of time, um, have you considered like getting a job or you, uh, or, or and not just considering, but it, it helps, I think, some of the athletes take a step back from the sport from time to time yeah. uh, instead of being only focused on this because when you have you know a down moment at least you have something to kind of fall back on uh, is that something that you're exploring as well yeah but like i said like i don't like to be obsessed with the sport so if i'm not doing it i don't think about it so whenever i'm not training i don't think about the sport uh but yeah of course uh we train twice a day every day uh, except the weekends so i'd have to work on the weekends yeah. and i want to get my body rests so i don't do that so i'll probably So I'll just do school, and then when I'm done with judo, I'll start working uh, a job that I really love because mm -hmm. you in have sport? uh, in in sports in sports. Yeah, I want to be my. I want to get still be involved in sports, and uh, yeah, it's just hard to to get a job while training twice a day. Yeah, yeah, and the times and everything is too complicated. And so far, we're good. So yeah, whenever I quit judo, probably. Well, I'll finish school before I quit judo and then get a job after. Sweet. And do you have sponsors? We have sponsors with Team Canada. Yeah, personally uh, not. Sorry? Not personally? Not personally because Judo Canada has to approve approve of it. Okay. But uh, I have, right now I have one personally actually is We Cook. It's just meal meal plans that get sent to my house, which is amazing because I don't have to cook. Uh, but yeah, uh, judo is not the most popular sport. So getting sponsorship is harder, but... Uh, I did a TV show. <laughs> Which one? Uh, Love Island. Okay. So that kind of helped me get a few sponsors. Okay. Yeah. Um, cool. So what do you do? What does Shadi do when he's not uh, on the tatami? Is that yeah. In yeah. English? Is that yeah, the same tatami, word? Okay. Yeah. So what are you doing when you're not there? Uh, I watch basketball. A lot of basketball. Uh, just spend so time. So what's your, uh, what's your prono pro pronostic? What's the word for that? For what's the... your pronostic for the finals? What's your Oh, my bet? prediction. My prediction. prediction for the finals. Uh. I really want Jimmy Butler to get a ring and the Miami Heat to win, but I don't think they're going to beat the Denver Nuggets. Okay. I think the Never Denver Nuggets going to win it. Okay, so it's going to air Sadly. after the final result, result so we'll see if, yeah, uh, yeah, if I hope, was I right. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I think I have the same uh, yeah, same yeah, thinking. Like yeah. They're so much the underdog that it will be yeah. so funny yeah, to see them yeah, win yeah. after everybody thought it would be swept yeah, every exactly. single, uh, single round. So uh, very nice. Uh, so playing basketball, what uh, what more should you? I catch uh, you? Just spending time with my friends, spending time with my girlfriend. Uh, studying uh i'm i wanted to do a youtube channel in the future so seeing how that works so i'm 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 kind of all over the place when okay. i'm not doing judo yeah. well that's nice yeah. um if you um so two one question i asked only once because i like it but i think it, you will like it uh what's uh if you were to write your autobiography what would be the title of the book huh. that's a good one actually. that's a really good one <laughs> I'm as there to be great, honestly. There to be great. Uh, I think a lot of people limit themselves and don't want to dream big. But even before I fought the top of a lot of people, and especially in fighting sports, oh, I, I saw the number one ranked. Like even MMA, oh, uh, GSP uh, is so good, I can never beat him. But at the end of the day, everybody's human, everybody's beatable, uh, beat, beatable. So you just have to believe you can be the best and work for it, of course. But like we said, both of us, it's mental, right? So if you believe it, you can do it. But of course, you have to put in the work. So dare to be great. Um, <laughs> would you beat uh, GSP? Well, I'm way bigger than him. But he, he came to judo to train a few times. Okay. And there's also Olivier, who's in PFL. He okay. came. Uh, but... Uh, 
I'm way bigger, so <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so way to weight, let's say, if we were to... Uh, like I said... How I, different of a person? Is he the, the offensive or the defensive one? I'm always offensive. I think he's too technical. No, would, oh, sorry, GSP? Yeah. GSP is more technical, right? Okay. He's more technical. Uh, I'm going to just say it. I, I, I believe in myself. I believe in my skills. I can beat anybody they put in front of me if we're... Except if they're like 400 pounds. So. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, if you met um, the 10-year-old you, so back in Egypt, yeah. and you had five minutes to spend with him, what would you tell him for the, the rest of his life or career? Um, I'd, I'd tell him, honestly, don't take losses too hard because I did that before for the Olympics. And actually, uh, last two world championships, I got fifth. I lost for bronze again. Uh, but the last one is because I broke my rib and then I had a breakdown because I couldn't fight for the bronze, uh, but I had a broken rib. Uh, just don't take it too much uh, to your heart because uh, it took me, sometimes it takes me a little while to motivate myself back up. Yeah, for the Olympics, it took me months to, to be able to get back up from, from that loss. And do you find the motivation back more personally? Like I said, hanging out with friends, with your girlfriend and all that, or does it come back just by going back on the tatami and fighting again? Uh, honestly, it just comes back to me. Sometimes I look in the mirror and after a loss, I'm like, Who, who's this guy, right? And I pride myself on being confident when I fight and believing in myself and trying to motivate people who watch me fight. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to just be a bad example and uh, be a sore loser in any way, shape or form. I just want to motivate people to, to believe in themselves. Cool. Um, sweet. Where where should people uh, follow you? So you have a very nice personality. Uh, thank you so much. Um, you are on Instagram, I think. Where should yeah, anyone listening uh, follow you except next year uh, in August in Paris on TV? I hope for It's Shadi on the house on all platforms. Uh, but yeah, that was pretty cool. I enjoyed the question, especially the book one. That kind of <laughs> caught me off guard a little <laughs> bit. Yeah, this one is just the second time. Yeah, the first yeah, time is like, oh, fuck, dope. I have no yeah. idea. Uh, cool. Last two questions that yeah, I no always worries. ask. Uh, <clears throat> One is if you uh, if you were if you had someone that you would advise me to have on the podcast and that you would like to hear same type of discussion, uh, who would that person be? Canadian athletes. Uh, I have two. Uh, well, my brother, of course, I'm saying my yeah. brother. Uh, he actually had a interesting story, different from the normal. Uh, he won uh, nationals and was supposed to be the number one in Canada and then he didn't have his passport so he couldn't go and then he he went through a lot of hardships there's also Arthur Marjolidon he's my teammate still right now uh two weeks before the 2016 Olympic Games he broke his hand and had to pull out Shit. and then he was in Tokyo with me so he has a pretty cool story to tell too Sweet. So if you yeah. have, I guess you have the contact of your brother. Yeah, I have both of them. I have both uh, of them. Sweet. So that would be, uh, would be fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and the last one, I actually have my answer because it's uh, here on the table. Um, so I'm building at my college up north. Uh, initially, it was called the Wall of Fame. Yeah. Now I'm changing it to a uh, uh, Canadian Museum of Sports. That's cool. I have a few gears from different athletes that I've uh, I've had here. Um, would you have something for me? I know the answer is yes. So yes, <laughs> I have a T-shirt, the Team Canada uniform T-shirt. Yeah. Sweet, sweet. So I'm super happy. It looks nice. You're just twice my size. So <laughs> no, you're not, <laughs> not so even. much, uh, so much taller. But uh, that will be fantastic. It's for yeah. the museum. So thank you so much for actually no, thinking about you. it and bring well, it today. I have a question for you. Go ahead. If yeah, uh, if you could be an athlete in any sport, what sport would it be? 
an uh, a sport where I would be good at. It's <laughs> whatever you decide. Well, That's I would what... say basketball because I'm a yeah, big basketball really fan. Uh, but I know I would be very bad at it. I would love tennis as well. Tennis Different. Is... Yeah. That's individual pretty... versus uh, team sport. Yeah. It's just what I like watching the most. That's pretty cool. And uh, I hope actually if I come and, and see you practice one day, I'll just... I'll give you uh, a gi and warm. I'll, yeah, I'll just warm up. So first of all, no, because I have a very easy tendency to have like my um my spine or not, yeah, like yeah. Uh, neck problems and stuff. I'm yeah. very weak. So you'll you'll be you'll be gentle, the of gentle course, way, the gentle way, of course. And <laughs> you'll put me and I'll see like what. Yeah, it, but I would uh, love the, for you to come watch uh, the we'll behind be, the scenes. 100%. Yeah, we'll, we'll stay in touch now. I have your, your cell, so I'll, uh, I'll text you whenever you're back from the the injury. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Shadi. I wish you the best, and I'll definitely watch uh, uh, judo at the next Olympics. Actually, I'll probably take three weeks off next year because with all the people that I've had here from old yeah, sports yeah, I'll yeah. be sitting in front of my TV and probably <laughs> moving to Paris for three perfect, weeks just to perfect. watch people thank you so much thank Shady. you Bye. thank you if you're still here it's probably because you liked the episode right so if you want the podcast to grow and get more exceptional athletes you can play your part by following us on your favorite podcast platform and on Instagram at unfiltered.athletes it really helps us And until next time, enjoy life!